Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-adding tools, traits, and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present and let's dive in. Take a moment and feel and lean into what it is to have good quality mental health. What does it mean for you? Um, What does it mean for you in this particular climate right now where we are struggling, where we we get so challenged? What is it that we can do? this is a very very difficult time of course you know we've, with this pandemic we've all suffered in some way mental health has been at the forefront of people's minds and yet at the same time i don't know about you guys but do you find that sometimes it's a taboo people don't necessarily want to talk about mental health they feel that if they if they um if they reveal that they have a mental health challenge if they reveal that they feel that you know mental health is an issue it's going to be disastrous for them right they're they're going to be socially outcast or they're going to be looked down upon has that been you have you experienced this situation where perhaps you feel that you know your mental health is something you can't talk openly about because there is a certain amount of trust and vulnerability needed right you need to be able to be sufficiently vulnerable to be able to talk about your mental health you need to be sufficiently trusting of the people and there are there are a lot of resistances that come up and a lot of them are actually inside our mind right we don't want to talk about mental health because we we fear being judged we fear being reprimanded we fear fear being looked down upon there are so many reasons why we don't want to talk about mental health but actually when we look at it really in its purest form mental health is just a part of every single human's existence we all have health we all talk quite openly about physical mental health so why not talk about mental health as well right what we need to try to do is normalize dialogue around mental health so that we can feel um, more willing to reveal our challenges with mental health you know like sometimes we quite openly most of us will talk about physical mental health but when it comes to mental physical health we'll talk about when it comes to mental health we're more reluctant So just give that thought. And while we're doing that, allow me to just briefly introduce myself for those of you who may have not tuned into something like this before. My name is Prash, Prash Katecha, and I am the founder of Stress to Success, which is an organization and a consultancy dedicated to help people in the coaching and training of emotional intelligence, personal peak performance, spiritual and personal development, leadership, and stress management and well-being. And that bucket of stuff is why I have walked away from 30 years of corporate life to take this role full time, to deliver coaching and training one-on-one and in groups to help people. It's my passion. It's something that I enjoy doing. And I feel that it's something that the world needs right now. So just playing my small part in that. And so happy to be here as well. So yeah, 
people are already beginning to comment. Rupin, Rupin, thank you. Let's talk more about mental health. We absolutely need to start having that dialogue and talking more about mental health. If we don't talk about mental health enough, then we bury it down inside. And that's where a lot of the problems happen because we feel we can't talk about the subject. We feel it's taboo. That's we're definitely going to do that. We definitely need to do more of that. We need to be able to talk more freely and openly about mental health. So let's take a look at a couple of avenues as to why. So let's cover that first. Why, why is mental health important? That's a given, right? As much as our physical health is important, our mental health is important. And of course, most of you will hopefully realize by now, and it doesn't take a coach like me to show you this, that our physical and mental health are really actually very strongly interconnected. If we're physically in good health, our mental health will also be good. And if we're mentally in poor health, conversely, our physical health will suffer. We won't be able to be at our peak performance if our mental health is suffering. That's why the two go hand in hand. Now, what I want to share, and you know, as, as the host of Urban Spirituality, the podcast I started now to over two years ago, the other angle I want to in, you know, invite you to consider is the spiritual health. Okay, so that is, we're talking about our connectedness to other people, our connectedness with our source, our connection to God. If you believe in God or the universe or energy, our connection to that source and our purpose, our reason for existence, right? Our mission. When we start to look at our spiritual health in that context and then couple it with our mental health, now we can create a strong foundation for our physical health. And similarly, if we have our physical health strong and our mental health strong, everything works in unison. So think of it as a trinity, right? Our spiritual health, our mental, and by, mental, I, by extension, I also mean our emotional health. And then we have our physical health. So think of health in that trinity. Your, you can call it your EQ, your emotional and mental health, your PQ, your physical health, and your SQ, your spiritual health, just like you have IQ, your intellectual quotient. So when you start to look at life like that, and then you get to understand why it's so important to have good mental health, why mental health is such an important subject. And those of you who know people who've suffered or who've had people who've undergone depression or in the past year felt suicidal and or have suffered in some way, gone withdrawn, kind of become really antisocial, um, real shy, withdrawn. These are all symptoms of mental health being adversely affected. So it's a great time to actually talk about this subject. So we've talked about why mental health is important. Now, why don't we talk about it enough? As I alluded to before, I think a lot of the reasons are down to what we believe people will say about us or how they will respond to us if we express that we have some mental health challenges. It's still a taboo subject. People feel that they can't easily do it. But here's the thing. It's an elephant in the room, right? Because everybody's mental health is important. So why not be able to speak about mental health? Because your mental health is just as important as the, pers as the person you're speaking to. And in fact, let me reframe this for you. Could you consider, consider this, that if you speak openly, more openly, about your mental health with selected people, people that you trust, then can you see how you're giving them subtly the permission to talk about their mental health in return? And therefore you start to normalize discussion of mental health in social circles. And I say this coming from an Asian and Indian background specifically, that in Indian families, it's still quite taboo, um, still and sadly so, 
that you can't easily talk about mental health. I mean, up until 10 or up until maybe eight or 10 years ago, it was even considered strange for somebody in Indian families to say, I've got a coach, I've got a mentor. Like, it's like, why do you have a coach or a mentor? Even, even in the UK, to have a coach or a mentor in life is like a strange thing. Yet in the States, Canada, it's like a normal thing. I have a coach, I have a mentor. So you can see how certain things have become taboo because they're looked down upon or we perceive that they're looked down upon when the reality might be it's quite normal. So what I want to share as a message of wisdom is don't assume that you will be mocked mocked when you speak about mental health these days. Maybe you were in the past, but this climate right here is such that talking about mental health is so important that you will be given the airspace. Go in with that attitude that you're gonna be helping somebody when you talk about mental health. Go in with the attitude that you might be doing somebody else a favor when you speak about it. And of course, when you speak about mental health more openly, you become bolder, you become more confident, and you're able to share something good with people and you're giving them the permission to share something back with you. That, that all kind of makes sense for you. So that's why we don't talk about it. Let's talk about what we can do about it and what kind of tips we can take away. So I want to share a few things. Firstly, it's okay to grieve. You know, all of us have probably got somebody or all of us know somebody at least who's lost somebody during these difficult times, during this past year, year and a half. Learning to accept that there will be a, some grief during that journey is a normal part of life. And I think normalizing grief is really important. When we recognize that grief happens and we accept it, that helps us to normalize it. And when we normalize it, we're allowed to express it. And when we can express it, our mental health doesn't suffer as much. Does that make sense? So be more open to talking about, you know, a failed relationship, a failed business deal, a failed social relationship, um, the loss of a job, right? Displacement, uh, financial worries. Beginning to be more open to talk about it will alleviate mental uh, suppression and repression, which results in deterioration of our mental health. So notice that it's okay to talk about grief. The other thing is don't feel that you're alone. Even though physically you may be alone, even though lockdown is opening up here in the UK, in other countries, you know, you may have some degree of social interaction again. You can still use technology to connect with people. The key is don't feel that you're alone. Reach out to somebody that you've trusted and be open enough to express and say, hey, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. Have you got time? And most people would offer that. The thing is we feel shy. It's more often the case that we feel shy. We feel reluctant to load and burden ourselves on somebody. We feel like, oh, they'll be too busy for us. In actuality, a lot of people would give us the time of day. So consider that you're not in isolation that you are able to reach out. Just think of somebody who you can reach out to and just open a conversation, start a conversation about mental health. So don't be in isolation, reach out. There are also mental health support lines. There's mental health charities. Some of you who are working in corporate or in organizations will have mental health first aiders, MHFAs. So reach out for mental health first aid. There are also organizations, the Samaritans, other great organizations who are available then you have temples and places of worship, mosques, temples. Happy Eid, by the way, for those of you who celebrate Eid, Eid Mubarak. There are places of worship. There are communities, 
So there are many avenues through which you can reach out so you're not in isolation. And the less isolated you feel, the more you are able to return to a more stable set of mental health. I hope that makes sense. Okay. The third thing. The third thing to consider is, and let me just say this just with, is find a role model. Find somebody who you know around you, who you look up to. And look to aspire to some of the way, some of the habits and traits that they have. Think of somebody. It may be a friend or a family member. It may be somebody that you don't personally know, but it's an icon in society, a celebrity or a sports person. Or maybe somebody that you know, maybe somebody in your past who you used to know. Think of somebody who you've admired or you aspire to be like. And what you're doing when you do this is your role modeling a little bit. That's a term used in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. You're role modeling your performance, your behavior, your mindset on somebody who is of a strong nature, strong mental health, strong health, physical health, um, stable, successful. And when you role model yourself on somebody, you start to feel the capacity in yourself to be to become and want to be a little bit like them to embody some of their skills that doesn't mean you become a carbon copy it just means that you start to um, resonate with some of their good qualities and when you start to do that there's a mysterious disruption that occurs in a negative mental health spiral you're able to pull your mental health up because you're looking at somebody or you're connecting with somebody whether you know them or not, who you admire, a role model. So I think that's another powerful technique and tip to have. Role model somebody, reach out to somebody. We talked about communicating. We talked about communicating. I think that's a really important thing. You know, you've got to be able to communicate with somebody and do that. The other thing is your inner critic. Our inner critic is constantly chattering away and letting us know that, ah, you can't do this you won't be able to achieve that you're always a loser so what's happening is that it's like a sabotage mechanism and i talked about this on a recent live i did how to stop self-sabotage please do check it out it will be published as a podcast if it's not already done so do check out that how to self how to stop self-sabotage episode we often sabotage ourselves by exaggerating the problem or situation that we face or we put ourselves down with this inner critic that I'm not good enough. I screw up all the time. I always do that. So the tip there is watch out for language. Watch out for the language that you use in your mind. The stuff that you say to yourself, pay more attention. When you start using terminology like, I always do that. I never achieve that. I'm never going to be this. I'm never. I always. I can't. I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. and I'm not strong enough. Listen out for that terminology because when that terminology shows up, you, know, you can start to recognize it and then you label it as that terminology. That you and that terminology are not the same thing. There's a big difference. You are you. You're a spiritual being having a human experience in this body. And those negative thoughts and that negative talk is just that. It's just talk. It's not you. So when you label those things, those, that language pattern, when it shows up, when it comes up in your head, what you're doing is you're separating yourself from your thoughts. And in that separation, when you label it, you're able to let it pass. So it doesn't cling to you. 
so it slips off you might like kind of like teflon right like off a teflon pan it just slides off it can't really stick it's super smooth so it will just rub off you and that way it doesn't grip you and drag you down does that make sense i hope it does so are there any questions anybody wishes to ask i'm just asking again if there are shoot out any questions in this short little life um I'm here for you if you have any questions that you'd like to ask. So do feel free to ask. I'm going to pause and see if there's any questions coming through. Folks, you're very welcome to ask questions. Nobody's asking any questions at the moment, so I'm just going to keep talking and sharing. Um, let me share you, I mean, with a, uh, some examples anonymously from some of my clients. Um, some of my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, and, you know, I've had the privilege of working with clients over these past 12 years from... You know, the UK, the USA, India, Australia, um, South America, uh, West Africa. So I've had the opportunity to see how mental health shows up in different cultures and different professions around the world. And one of the common things that happens is that we almost always see ourselves as inferior in some way to others around us. We don't cut ourselves some slack. That's the second thing. We don't cut ourselves enough slack, so we beat ourselves up. And thirdly, many of us are people pleasers, that we're externally seeking, we're seeking too much validation from the outside world. I'm not saying that's true for everybody, but I'm saying that there's a, these are traits that I often see in the clients that I coach, okay, on one-on-one, -on -one. both executive and leadership clients and personal, professional clients. And it's a trait for us to do that. And one of the best ways that we can build our mental health back, our physical health back, is to go back and look and re-examine our purpose and our self-concept. So what are we about? What does it mean to be Prash? What does it mean to be you? Who are you now? Because the you who are here today may not have the same goals and aspirations and vision as the you who were 10 years ago or 20 years ago, or even five years ago. So when you recognize that our purpose, our mission, our goals, our likes, our dislikes change, then you recognize the importance of re revisiting and re-examining our purpose, our reason for existence. What is it? Is it our children? Is it a future partner, a current partner? Is it financial freedom? Is it to see the world? Is it to help a charity? Is it to help a bigger mission? What is your purpose? If you can re-examine your purpose here, you can start to clean out your own old identity. You upgrade your identity, your self-concept from I'm a loser, I'm this, I'm that. You start to upgrade your self-concept. As you upgrade your self-concept, your spiritual health, right? Stay with me on this. Your spiritual health, your SQ starts to improve. As your spiritual health starts to improve, you build a certain level of intellectual and spiritual resilience when you have that your mental health now starts to get anchored to that spiritual purpose that mission that you now have and as it starts to get anchored your mental health has a better chance of becoming stronger and restored and not deteriorating i hope i'm making sense and when you do that then your physical health improves your intellectual capacity improves, your cognitive skills improve, you're a happier person to be around, your happier version of you shows up to your friends, your family, your children, your 
loved ones, your wife, your partner, everything improves because you're starting to show up as the real you. So take a moment to think about that. How can you apply this in your life? Where can you find time at the weekend, one evening, when the kids are asleep, turning off your TV and spend an hour or two asking yourself, why do I exist on this planet? What is my real purpose right now? Not 10 years ago, not the purpose that my family told me, my parents told me. What's my purpose? What do I feel I'm here for? And when you can start to understand and uncover what that is, start to solidify that, rationalize it, refine it. And as you refine that purpose, your SQ will improve, your mental health will start to get anchored to it. And a lot of the challenges that you may have had that were bringing you down and causing poorer mental health start to disappear. They start to evaporate because you've now find, found your renewed purpose. You've found your renewed sense of existence, your spirituality, your faith. And when you do that, people see it. You'll see it in the mirror. People will start seeing it and you will show in the way you speak in the way you walk, in the way you present yourself, in the things that you do. And that is the most magnificent gift that you or I could give to the world, is it not? Is it not the most magnificent gift that we can give to the world, to be the best version of ourselves for others and for ourselves? So my friends, I've talked quite a lot. I won't overstay my welcome. I hope that has been powerful and valuable for you as we've gone through this. I'll take a moment to see if there are any more questions before I bring this to a close. Hello everyone, hello, hello. Rupin has a point. I didn't know what my purpose was, so I just picked the highest possible good I could aim for and I live each day to get closer to that. Fantastic. Really, really good. Sometimes we may not know exactly our purpose and you know, pur discovering our purpose is something that we do, you know, in coaching. Like, you know, when I used to work with the coaches and mentors that I used to work with and invest in, they helped me to uncover processes to rediscover my purpose. But even if you're not sure what your purpose is, Ask yourself this question, what is it that excites me? What is it that makes me, that moves me? What is it that inspires me? What is it that touches me? I call that TMI or T-E-M-I. Touch, excite, move and inspire. Whatever it is in your life or whatever or whoever it is that gives you T-E-M-I, somebody or something that touches you, excites you, moves you and inspires you. Temi, T-E-M-I. That's where your purpose is most likely to be found. And when you find that purpose, you'll see how your mental health just automatically, without directly trying to solve the mental health problem. I know this is radical, so stay with me. Okay? Without trying to directly solve your mental health, just getting this purpose here will help you. Your mental health will just rise. Because when you get, oh, wow, this is why I exist. You know, for me, I walked through life because I thought my purpose was to um, make a ton of money. Um, 
I thought my purpose was to make a ton of money, um, get a great car, live a material life, and do a bit of good, donate to charity. And then I had to refine that purpose. And I realized that actually my purpose has very little to do with making money. It's very little to do with what car I drive and just even my immediate family. It's not even to do with that. I realized my purpose is to contribute, to e empower people, to inspire people, to maybe even entertain because I enjoy I'm a singer. I enjoy playing and singing and doing comedy. And I thought that's my purpose. If I can inspire and enlighten or partly enlighten people in some way, help them to do something good in their life, then I feel that I fulfilled my life's purpose more than any money could pay. And so here I am doing what I do. So here I am doing what I do. And that's what I want to invite you to do. Look at your purpose. Investigate it. And then see how your mental health and your physical health are re-energized and realigned back to that purpose, back to your spiritual quotient. So aside from that, I mean, I could have gone into the usual things, but you all know the importance of meditation, mindfulness, talking to other people, having, having buddies who you can approach, having some people you can talk to and lean on, having a community around you who you can openly talk to. These are all absolutely valuable side things that you can do to raise that mental health up again and make it more normal to talk about mental health. Thank you so much. Um, one more comments come through. I had a difficult marriage and now finally out of it. I always wanted my own house, have a daughter who have a daughter, have a daughter who lives with me, but have finally got what I want, but I don't know what my next goal or purpose is. And you know what? This is exactly what I'm saying. When you're not sure what your next goal or purpose is, go back to TEMI. What is it that touches you, excites you, moves you and inspires you? Look in that direction. Sit with it. Play with that. Maybe experiment. Go do more of that thing that gives you TEMI. Do more of that and then see how it makes you feel. The more you do that, the more you will start to discover your purpose. Don't be impatient take your time with it you're not rushing we've spent this long in our lives to get where we are and have the different different life experiences the screw-ups the successes the whole lot that we've had so far so to take a few weeks or a few months to discover our purpose it's worth doing is it not hey folks thanks so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed this episode and as with all our episodes found something to inform inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life as always feel free to leave a little love for your ratings and comments subscribe and share it with those you care about and take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events, workshops, or retreats, or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality, and we will catch you on the next episode.